Hey, podcast babes. Welcome to a surprise episode, bonus episode. I connected with Chelsea Rive, my colleague <laughs> in the podcasting space. And we decided to do some fun things together. And one of the fun things that we're doing together is this bonus episode. I wanted to share her knowledge and experience in podcasting with you. And we are recording this like super last minute, which is usually not what I do. But I think it's also good because that way we can go into like what's going on right now. So yeah, let me tell you a little bit about Chelsea before she takes over the mic and tells you more about what she does. She is a mindset and podcast coach. She also has her own podcast. Like I mentioned, it's called In My Non-Expert Opinion. She's been podcasting for years. So I know that she has learned a lot from her own podcasting journey, but also working with clients. So long story short, I'm super excited to have you here today, Chelsea. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to collaborate with you. Yeah, me too. So can you tell us a little bit more about, about you, about yeah, what you so do? Yeah, so I'm a podcast host. I've had my podcast called In My Non-Expert Opinion since 2017. It started out as health and wellness, and then it evolved into traveling, and then eventually I started my own business. So then it started covering a lot of entrepreneurship and business and money, and now I'm back on the road. So I am covering more of, you know, digital nomad lifestyle, remote work, dating abroad. I'm starting to get into that because I've been uh, dating abroad and I want to tell those stories on the podcast. But yeah, it's it covers basically what I'm going through in life and what I see. I'm kind of responding to what I see in the cultural space too of like, you know, the cultural zeitgeist and commentary that I want to just discuss with myself and, you know, other guests. And in 2020, I started my own business. It actually started as mindset coaching because I really felt like I could help people, especially at that time period, move through some of the obstacles they faced. And then I remember thinking, well, wait, I love my podcast. I went to school for digital media and broadcast journalism. My corporate job was in influencer marketing and content marketing and SEO. So I just had a lot of digital knowledge and I really understood the media landscape. So I was like, I feel like I could help people with podcasting. So I remember posting an Instagram story just like, hey, I'm thinking of offering podcast coaching or strategy. If you're interested, let me know. And I think five people DM me that day. And they're like, oh my gosh, I would love to work with you. This sounds incredible. So I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. I feel like I could really help people. So then I shifted from solely mindset coaching to doing podcast strategy and coaching. And that's my main career now is I have my podcast, but I also help people launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. Yeah, so cool how that start in 2017. And then also all these changes, I think it's so good to hear that you went through all these changes with your podcast, because I know a lot of people, they think, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and I need to make a big decision now. What are we going to talk about? But you can, you can change everything about a podcast, yeah. which is pretty cool. But I'm also wondering, like, you're, would you say that your, your podcast is like a lifestyle podcast? I think I would probably categorize it as a lifestyle podcast. I know a lot of people want to do this. But it's not, I feel like it's not easy to get into this space because when you talk about everything, when you have a very niche podcast like this one, you know, I find it, I personally find it very easy to say, okay, well, if you want to hear podcasting tips, come to my podcast. Like that's, that's what you get. But when you talk about so many different topics, 
what tip can you give other podcasters who also want to do that, but maybe they feel like they can't because they have to like niche down or maybe they, they find it really difficult to market their podcast when it's about. Oh yeah. I love this question because this is probably the number one thing my clients face too, is they're like, well, I have a business. Shouldn't I only be talking about my business? But then they start talking only about business. And I'm like, I just feel bored. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to talk about my life. So yeah, it's, it's a very layered conversation. But what I would say is you can niche down with seasons of your life. So right now, like I said, I'm focused on remote work, digital nomad lifestyle and dating. So my season of the podcast coming up is going to be really focused on that. I'm not going to also talk about spirituality and money and business and entrepreneurship because I know the season I'm life I'm in, I'm moving on a little bit from that. And who knows, maybe in six months, I'll go back to that. So I think for people that feel a little overwhelmed by the lifestyle category, try to find specific areas of your life that you just feel really excited about or called to right now and talk about those, let's say, three different topics for a little bit and then move on to new topics. So that way you're still kind of niching down in a way, but not you know, now you're not a business podcast or a money podcast. You are a lifestyle podcast, but you know you have these themes and you can even break your podcast up like that, right? You can say, this is the lifestyle season. I'm going to be talking about my dog and my new home and I'm getting married. And then maybe the next season is business and people, you're just giving business advice. So I think that's a way to break up your podcast without feeling overwhelmed. I think that makes so much sense. I mean, you can still niche down within your podcast, like within with the seasons, or maybe you do like a Monday episode about topic A and then a Friday episode about topic B. Exactly. That's also possible. Like you can get so creative with podcasting. So I love that. That's, I think, great advice for anyone who's thinking like how, also how to grow an audience as a lifestyle podcast. I think a lot of people struggle with that. So great advice. And Chelsea, you also worked with a lot of clients now in the past few years. Can you tell us some of, of the things that your clients experience that you have? Yeah, I would with? say something that's really exciting is basically ideal client that I love to help now is people that started podcasts and they're a few episodes in and then they're like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I don't know how to keep this going. This isn't what I thought it was. It's like a huge time and money investment and I'm not making any money back and it just becomes this really expensive, treacherous time soul-sucking hobby and I'm like how did we get here like no 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 no. let's let's regroup I know we can make this a better experience so recently one of my clients that I worked with came to me it was probably about I want to say seven or eight episodes and I'm sure you've talked about pod fade before or know this but most podcasters burn out after seven episodes because they just realize how much time or work it is without ever having systems in place so with her we started to clean up her organization and systems like she didn't have a content planner. She didn't know what was coming up. Her episodes were just kind of like, I feel like talking about what I want to talk about. And, you know, there is room for that, but there's also room for setting some very streamlined systems and organizations so that you don't feel like you're trying to pull things out of the air every week to create content. So with her, we started to map out a very specific content strategy that also backed in her new offers because she had a whole new suite of offers coming out that were focused on mediumship readings and spiritual coaching. And so while her podcast talked about spirituality and mediumship, it wasn't really strategic in how to tie back to her call to action and book with her. So I did an audit with her and we started looking at areas of improvement. And one of the biggest things was her show notes and her titles and optimizing those for SEO and making sure, again, that her episodes somehow tied back to her business so that people wanted to book with her after they listen to an episode. 
So that's what we've been working on the last few months. And now she's seen an uptick in her ratings and reviews. She's getting DMs now that people do want to work with her. She's showing up higher in Google. And it's just been insane to see these. These are really small tweaks, by the way. This isn't like, you know, destroy the podcast and rebuild it. This was like, hey, let's just go back and update your show notes. Let's add a few keywords into your titles. Let's focus on pod swaps and getting you on as guests on others. And those little baby steps started adding up. So that's really what I tell all my clients is like, these baby steps are going to help you. And podcasting is a long game. So we need to plant the seeds and harvest them and then see that growth. And it's really exciting that, yeah, this month we're starting to see all those results come through. And again, they're all just from really small changes. I love that. I'm all for baby steps. I think just like completely starting from scratch, like you you have to build everything from scratch down. Also the audience that you might already have, then they they also have to get used to a whole new podcast, whole new brand, whole new everything. So if you can take these smaller steps and make those tweaks, you can like keep the people that you have and then grow from there, which right so and now she's sense. excited again by the way right it's not a, a big overwhelming like oh my god another episode to do this week she's like i have fun going to the cafe now and planning out my episodes and like outlining them and when i talk it's just so much more clear and that's what i really love doing is like getting excited about podcasting or reinvigorating that energy that you had in the beginning for your current podcast yeah exactly and i also think i mean fun in podcasting that just makes it possible to keep going like you mentioned, then you don't pod fade when you have so much fun and you know exactly where you're going. And also wanted to highlight what you said that you can like visibility is important for entrepreneurs, right? So you can create a podcast and then also like at the end mention like, hey, by the way, I offer this thing. But what you said, if you're strategic with your content, you can still talk about everything you love. But then if you're a little bit more strategic with your content and it ties back exactly to the thing that you're offering that's how you convert listeners yeah, to clients something to kind of piggyback off there that just really came to mind too is your business is usually an extension of you and your values and your personality so i think when people try to separate like this is only my business podcast and then i have you know chelsea over here as this totally different person there's almost a disconnect because then i think that's why you don't like podcasting anymore because you're like I'm this one person on my podcast, but then I'm this other person when I'm out with my friends or, you know, in, in my own home. And so I think about it this way, like write down a list of things you just love. They don't even have to be tied to your business or anything. For me, content I love listening to right now is about scammers. I find them so interesting. I'm like, how do these people get away with these huge scams? And I would love to talk about it on my podcast, but I'm like, my podcast isn't, it's not a scammer coverage podcast, right? But when you can start to zoom out and be like, why am I interested in scammers? There's a whole different conversation there, right? There's a whole thing of trust and persuasion and speech, like how these people speak to people and, and actually convince them to buy from them and manipulation. And so like those are topics that when I look at my podcast, I'm like, I've talked about speech and voice and things like that. So like I can find a way to tie in my interest in scammers to my current podcast if I keep zooming out. So I would say that's the same thing for people with businesses and they're like, I want to start a podcast, but I don't understand how to like connect my personality to the podcast is like drill down what is the overarching theme and then see what little topics are in there that you can tie back into your podcast. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a, a ton of sense, especially what you said, your business, it's, it's your business. So it, it has a lot to do with you. So you don't have to niche down too much. Like you can, you can show what you like 
I think that's also a great tip. Absolutely. And one other thing, too, for people that maybe feel overwhelmed by the, you know, lifestyle podcast category or starting a whole business podcast or whatever the case is, you could do a pop up podcast. Like I've been thinking of that where I'm like, I just do a 10 episode season. It's only one time and it's just podcast tips and that's it. You could do that for your business or again, your lifestyle. Or if you learned a lesson and you're like, I just want to do five episodes on money and that's going to be my pop up podcast. You could do that as well. So you can get really creative with podcasting. And to me, there's like no rules. And I think that's the fun of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything you just mentioned, like working in seasons, having different seasons with different topics, having a pop up podcast. It's just all these things make it so fun and exciting, which is, yeah the most important thing probably about podcasting. So when you say that that you can tie back podcasting to your own personality and to everything that you love and you can make it super exciting for yourself, I totally agree. Would you say that podcasting is for everyone? Or do you think that people who start podcasting are like, nah, not for me? This is a good question because I would say a year ago, I was like, everyone should start a podcast. Like everyone has something to say. Everyone has a story. And I believe that. However, I've learned a lot now about how people process information, how people learn, how people analyze things. And if you're not a verbal processor or feel like you can articulate yourself verbally, you can always work on that. By the way, that's a skill. That's not something that you're just born with. But I've noticed I'm a verbal processor. So when I have a problem in my world, I'm like venting to my friends and voice noting someone else and talking to my mom and talking to my therapist. And that started to click in the last few months where I'm like, oh, that probably makes sense why I have a podcast and I'm okay to sit down and do a 60-minute solo episode because I process a lot of things verbally where I think if you have trouble processing verbally or you just need a little more support there, maybe podcasting isn't the best medium. But again, I think there's ways to build that skill set. Maybe you just need to outline things more. Maybe you need to script more and just read from your script, which is, by the way, what a lot of huge podcasters do that are in the top rankings. They read from a script. So I think there's ways to move around it. And I do want to say I'm thinking of this from a very like mentally processing standpoint, but I believe everyone has a story. I don't care if you want to interview your little sister about Gen Z all day, every day. Like, that's interesting. Someone took my course that wanted to have their dog as the co-host and do have an animal (laughs) translator come and basically pick up what the dog was saying and have like a, a literal podcast with her dog. So that's why I'm like, podcasting really can be for anybody. Like, you can find a way to make it work. It's just, do you have the support and the resources in the network to help you when you do have those blogs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's also having clear expectations about what podcasting is exactly before you get into it, because then you won't have that seven episodes in that you're like, holy shit, what are we doing? When you don't have that that overwhelm moment. And I mean, there's still moments that podcasting is overwhelming and that you're like, what am I doing? You know, like sometimes I still ask myself, what am I doing? Yeah. And we've all been through that. Yeah. But also having really clear expectations about this is what you're signing up for by starting a podcast. And this is what you can do to overcome the challenges that you will encounter, that every podcaster will encounter. I think that also makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why it's very important to also share your story, share the story about your client, the case study that you shared, where your client also has so much more fun podcasting again. I think that's very, very important. Is there any like mistakes that you would see podcasters make that you think 
we definitely got to do better in the podcast yeah, industry. Yeah, I would say there's probably two or three things that come to mind. I would say as hosts, there's a lot of people that interrupt guests and cut them off and don't let them finish their story and then don't know how to circle back. And then it becomes like a really awkward interview. And you're as a listener, you're like, what happened? Like, I wanted to hear the guest story. And so I think something to remember is you, you're a host and you're having a guest on. There's kind of like what I feel like is an 80-20 rule. Like you should be speaking 20% of the time and your guest should be speaking 80% of the time. Unless your podcast is a very conversational, like ping pong type of conversational podcast. But if you're purely interviewing someone to get their story, I think there's so many hosts that could benefit from learning the skill of interviewing and storytelling and understanding like active listening, which again, these are skills. I just want to reiterate, these aren't things that you're just born with or like picked up in elementary school. These are things you learn. But it's really frustrating when you, you know, you're finally so excited to hear a big guest or someone that you really admire and they just keep getting cut off and you never hear their full story. And you're like, oh, I really wanted to hear, but like, I can't. So that's something that grinds my gears. But I also wanted to be a sports reporter. And so I have a lot of experience in that. So I think I just have a really critical ear when it comes to that. But I think it, with podcasting in general is not having a plan, right? That's kind of what we're talking about is the overarching theme of this episode is if you don't have a plan and you're you're running on your own imagination and creativity, creativity, in my opinion, has a finite burst every week or every day or every hour, right? You don't just have 100% creativity all the time. So I think if we start relying on that and then, you know, you have a bad week or you're on your period or something happened at work and you're really discouraged, it's like you can't really rely on these bursts of creativity and imagination to carry you through. You need a plan. And I think when we think of anxiety, anxiety is about being uncertain or worried about something because you you can't figure out the final destination. So you're like, what's going to happen? And that's what happens with podcasting. If you don't have a plan, you're like, oh my God, are people going to listen? Am I not a good podcaster? Am I doing this wrong? And then the anxiety kicks in and then you just shut down. This is all like nervous system regulation stuff. You need a plan. Just like when you go on a road trip, you don't just say, hopefully this car gets us where we want to go, even though I know I want to go, you know, to the Great Barrier Reef. I hope I get there with my own creative way of looking at the roads. It's like, no, you use a map or Google Maps. Like, that's how you get there. So I think if you have a podcast and you're, you want to understand the purpose, right? If you are trying to connect with more people, what's your plan for connecting with more people? Do you have an audience engagement strategy? Do you have a community? Do you know how to build community? If you're doing it to increase sales and business, do you have plans? Again, do you have strategic episodes that tie into your business offers? And I think when you don't have those plans, that's when you start to get really overwhelmed and stressed out. And again, the imposter syndrome kicks in. That's what bothers me the most is people start to doubt themselves. I'm like, no, you have incredible things to say. Like you're an incredible storyteller. You have so much personality. You're literally people want to hear you, but you're now doubting yourself just because you didn't have a plan. And then they blame themselves. And again, I just hate seeing that. So I would say that's a big mistake is like relying on your own imagination to carry you through a long term game, by the way. Like we have both had our podcast for a while. I can tell you both of us have probably had weeks where we're like, I've said everything I have to say. I don't know what else to talk about. But when I look at my plans and I can ask my audience who I've worked hard to build, like, what do you guys want to hear from me next? I can tap into their imagination and creativity to help serve them. And so I think that's something that we need to work on, too, is building strong community and engagement with our listeners, because if you're just posting all the time and you don't have any type of, again, like engagement strategy, you're just going to feel like you're talking out into a cave all the time. And you're going to be like, 
I hate podcasting. No one listens. No one DMs me. I don't get any feedback. And I think, again, when you have a plan and strategy in place, you won't deal with any of those hurdles. Yeah, exactly. I think it also makes so much sense that you do mindset and podcast coaching, because actually, I think the majority of everything we just talked about, like the main points were all mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I integrated my mindset coaching into podcasting, because I'm like, I know everyone that I work with is smart. You can go to Google and YouTube and figure out how to start a podcast. I'll, I'll give you a link right now on how to do it. Like, it's really not that hard. The technical aspect, I know that people get in their heads of who's going to listen. I don't have the audience. Who am I to talk about X, Y, Z? I hate the sound of my voice. What if my ex listens? Like all these mindset things that pop in and then they just freeze in that analysis paralysis and they don't move forward. So I knew it was my coaching. I can't just be there to be, you know, there for accountability or strategy, which are obviously main aspects of my coaching. But we need to work on when you're about to record and you freeze because you're like, oh, my God, you know, what, what do I have to say? I, I'm not professional. I'm not an expert. We need to work through that so that you feel confident every time you hit record. Yeah, that makes sense. And also that you're confident to work on the skill set that you need. Like you mentioned, interviewing is a skill. Podcasting is a skill. Like there are so many different skills that you need to make a podcast work. Engagement, community building, all skills that you need. So yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Can you tell us more about what it will look like if we want yeah, to work with so you? Chelsea? I have a podcast launch course coming out. It's called Mic Drop. And it will teach you everything about podcasting from the tactical, technical stuff to content strategy to promotion and launching. And that comes out October 10th. So you have to register by October 9th. And then we start October 10th. And that will run for eight weeks. And Anne, surprise, is going to be a guest inside. Woo! She's going to be talking all about <laughs> systems and organization, which is one of the main foundational skills as a podcaster. So I know that session is going to be incredible having you come in to speak. But yeah, Mic Drop starts October 10th. And then you can also reach out if you want to work privately together. I have one-on-one -on -one spots open for six months and you can apply at my website or just DM me at Chelsea Rife on Instagram and we can chat. Yeah, awesome. We'll also make sure to add all the links to the show notes. So if you don't have a podcast or if you like just started your podcast, but you're still like a little bit unsure about everything, definitely look into Mic Drop. It looks awesome. I think it will be so, so helpful. Like if I would start my podcast now and I wouldn't have, you know, this experience working with clients and I would 100% take it. I think. I think it's just so valuable to have all this information in one place instead of having to Google everything, which is what I did. <laughs> yeah. And I think most podcasts, honestly, yeah. do. But yeah, I think this is just so valuable. And also doing yes. it in a group, in a group setting. Yes. Starting a podcast. I was going to say that's the, I think that's that's the so thing valuable. when we talk about mindset, right? You're doing it with people that are on the same page as you. We have weekly calls. We have accountability sessions. We have co-working sessions. So you don't have to do this alone. So if you're doubting your skills or you want feedback or you just want to brainstorm or even collaborate and have guests, you have the cohort to go through with. And that's actually been the biggest piece of feedback from Mike Drop alum is they're like, I love the cohort model because I knew I had a group with me that we were doing this together. And it felt much more exciting to be like, we're on a team together to kind of get to the finish line. And I, I love that you just called that out because I think it's a really important element. Sessions. That sounds really exciting. I'm very excited for those. They're called Get Shit Done Sessions. Cool. Very cool. That's, yeah. a, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. It's also important to get the shit done. So. 
So it, it literally has everything. Definitely check out the links in the show notes. Uh, reach out to Chelsea if you have any questions or if you want to know more. Chelsea, thank you for coming on the podcast today. It was really good to chat about what you learned, what your clients, what you help your clients with, what your clients do in the podcasting space. And yeah, it was great. Great having you on today. Yeah, thank you. And can't wait to see you inside Mic Drop. Yeah, so exciting. <laughs> Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.